Looking for a verbal hand job? Yes, 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 yes. Release your frustrations and listen to Blunt Talk on Renegade Talk Radio. Hey everyone, this is Bethany Blankley. I'm hosting America's Betrayal on Renegade Talk Radio. I am happy to be here. I'm happy to talk with you today about a lot of issues that are going on this week. The Supreme Court, maybe next week, will be ruling on same-sex marriage. So I'm going to be talking a lot about gender and sex this week in terms of the 3% immoral majority's agenda and how they want to advocate and punish the 97% of Americans who do not agree with them. Now, at Renegade, we talk about news you can use for solutions you can choose to deal with what I call the Alice Syndrome. We are living today in Alice in Wonderland where left is right, up is down, backwards is forwards. Nothing that we know as defined in the dictionary is actually what it says it is. In fact, people can just redefine terms for whatever agenda they want. And I say, no, uh-uh, no. Truth matters, words and their meanings matter, gender matters, man and woman exist, marriage exists, children exist, boys and girls exist. This whole concept of gender neutral, transgender, and the agenda beyond same-sex marriage is much greater than what people realize. So I'm going to explain a couple of things and then give you many different examples. There is a well-known lesbian activist. Her name is Masha Gessen. And she told an audience in Sydney, Australia, in May of 2012, that the whole concept of same-sex marriage is a lie. Now, why does a lesbian say this? I'm going to quote something she said. Fighting for gay marriage generally involves lying about what we're going to do with marriage when we get there. It's a no-brainer that the institution of marriage should not exist. Now, keep in mind, Masha has three children who have five parents. And Masha advocates... Quote, I don't see why they shouldn't have five parents legally. That's the whole direction that this is going. Keep in mind, if some of you heard or didn't hear, last year in Massachusetts, there, is, there were three pregnant lesbians who have declared that they are married. They've done all of the legal work they can. They want to go against what society calls normal. I'm going to quote some things that they're saying. Anyway, Dahl, Bryn, and Kitten Young, they're a lesbian trio. They have, dis- they have declared that they are the world's first thruple. Of course, they live in Massachusetts. They were all pregnant last year. I'm not sure if all three have had their baby. I know one has, but they're not alone. There's an organized movement led by college professors to legalize groupal marriage. Now, groupal is just another definition for legalizing polygamy. Groupals could be three men can be four men or five men, but ultimately the idea is that anyone should be able to legally be in what kind of relationship they want to with whomever and how many they want to. What Kitten Doll and Bryn have said to the news, and I'm quoting, is the three of us have been brave enough to stand tall and go against what society calls normal, and we deserve the rights afforded to others. The question, though, is what rights are they talking about? Because when you open the door to legalize same-sex relationships in the terms of marriage or civil rights or whatever it may be, you open the door for any other type of relationship to become legalized. If thruples can be legal and grouples can be legal, then polygamy should be legal. Mormons should be able to marry as many wives as they want. And people should be able to marry children. Mormon, I mean, Muslims should have no problem then marrying children. And in many states, 
Having sex with an animal is legal. So why not make zoophilia legal? Which is another term for, which is the technical term for bestiality. So in some of our states, it's perfectly legal to have sex with a cow or a horse or a sheep or a dog. And since dogs are more prevalent, they are apparently the animal of choice today. And we'll get into bestiality in another segment. But the whole point is that what Gesson is saying is that if marriage, traditional marriage between a man and a woman is a lie, and in public schools, if girls are being taught they are not girls and boys are not boys, then where are we moving to in society? Well, I will tell you. Last week, the governor of California signed a bill into law. Well, this bill just didn't pop up out of nowhere. SB 1306 was sponsored by a Democrat surprise from San Francisco. It passed the state legislature. It was signed by the governor. And this is what this law says. Heterosexual married couples can no longer be referred to as husbands and wives. This new bill that was signed into law not only redefines marriage, but it eliminates any reference to husband and wife and replaces each husband and wife term with the gender neutral term spouse. So you are no longer a husband or a wife. You are a spouse, one or a spouse, two, or a married person or a comparable term that defines people who are lawfully married to each other. But it eliminates, it deletes the terms husband or wife from the family code. Now, I will guarantee you what's next will be gender neutral terms dealing with children who are transgender. If it's a shemale or nibblings or niblets, by the way, those are the new transgender neutral terms for nieces and nephews, nibblings and niblets. I kid you not, I can't even make this stuff up. If you're a parent and you're applying for a federal loan and you apply to the Department of Education and you fill out an application for federal student aid, you are no longer a father or a mother. You are parent one or parent two. And what they said last year, what the U.S. Department of Education said last year is that changing the term to parent one and parent two, quote, more accurately and fairly assesses students need for aid. Okay, so their aid is determined by parent one or parent two, not by father or mother. They argue falsely, I might add, that gender specific terms fail to capture income and other information from one parent when a student's parents are in a same sex marriage. Then they go further to say students should be able to apply for federal aid within a system that incorporates their unique family dynamics. Again, these are all code words. Under in, in this unique family dynamic, they want to provide, quote, an inclusive form that reflects the diversity of American families. So they are eliminating mother and father and replacing them with parent one or two. Here's the problem. A 97 percent of Americans disagree. They are mothers and fathers. They are husbands and wives. They have children who are boys and girls. They don't agree with this crap. This is the 3% immoral majority trying to shove down the 97%'s throats. That gender doesn't matter. That committed monogamous relationships in the form of marriage don't matter. And that anyone, including throuples and grouples, can have as many nibblings or niblets as they want. Think about that. We are living in Alice and Wonderland. But the majority of us don't agree with this and we don't have to. Who in their right mind, any academic, any scientist, would actually support this kind of nonsense? But believe it or not, they are. 
I want to define, I want to give you a definition from the polyamory society. Polyamory is the non-possessive, honest, I'm quoting, responsible and ethical philosophy and practice of loving people, multiple people simultaneously. Now, Diane Adams, she's a polyamorous person who sadly is in Brooklyn, New York, and she has a legal firm that fights for providing legal rights for polyamorous relationships. Sadly, Brooklyn has become a mecca for this kind of insanity. You may have read or heard about things I've been talking about related to the gay spa abortion phenomenon that's in Brooklyn. If you are a gay male couple, you and you want to pretend that you can have a child physically, which by the way, a man will never be able to do. Transgender can have as many injections as he wants. He will never have a uterus. He will never carry a baby. If you are a gay couple in Brooklyn, New York, and you want to pretend that you can have a baby and kill that baby, you can go to a simulated mock abortion at a clinic in Brooklyn. Seriously. So this is where some of this is happening. So Diana Adams is a polyamorous person, and she was interviewed by The Atlantic. Because The Atlantic, of course, wrote an article up for polyamory, creating alternatives to marriage. So she says that polyamory, quote, for me is an orientation like being heterosexual or homosexual. Again, this is the redefinition of terms that Gessen was talking about. This is not just about same sex marriage. This is about eliminating differences of people. It's about eliminating humanity. It's about eliminating human rights. Because by the way, if we are all trans gender, then what's the point? There's no legal basis to talk about sexual discrimination if we are all transgender. Think about that. If polyamory is an orientation, then what's the need to have a law for same-sex marriage or marriage at all? If everybody is transgender or polyamorous by orientation, then why would we need a law to protect that? Because everybody would be doing it. This is the absurdity of this rationale. It's not just The Atlantic. The Week magazine ran a piece called Everything You Wanted to Know About Polyamory But Were Afraid to Ask. And two weeks ago, the Globe and Mail, they had a Q&A for a couple who, quote unquote, saved their marriage by embracing mon- non-monogamy and having sex with others. So they're advocating now in the news media, if you want to save your marriage, have sex with lots of people. And in the Mail and Guardian, right around Memorial Day weekend, they published polyamory. Two's company, three's a charm. So it's not three's a crowd anymore. It's three's a charm. What is the scientific community doing? Live science. Well, they're working to debunk the myth around polyamory. Scientific American. Last week, they put on an article saying new sexual revolution. Polyamory may be good for you. Well, guess what? The, the majority of Americans, the 97% say, no way. We are not going to agree that the new sexual revolution is polyamory. How is polyamory good for you? Are you kidding me? Do you really think that having sex with tons and tons of people is really going to save your marriage? And are you, how do you define, by the way, how do you define what a non-possessive, honest, responsible, and ethical practice of loving multiple people simultaneously is? How do you define that? Seriously, this is the land, this is the Alice in Wonderland that the 3% immoral majority is trying to advocate. I need to take a break. We'll be right back and talk more about this. You're listening to Bethany Blankley on Renegade Talk Radio. Looking for a verbal hand job? Yes, 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 yes. 
Release your frustrations and listen to Blunt Talk on Renegade Talk Radio. All right, folks, and we're back. This is Bethany Blankley. I am hosting America's Betrayal on Renegade Talk Radio. We are talking about gender and sex. A lot of issues coming out because of school policies and the Supreme Court potentially ruling on same-sex marriage this week or next, or at least this month. We've been talking about the push in public school education to redefine terms as opposed to standard gender terms about boys and girls. We've been talking about the laws changing terms about Spouse one and spouse two, you're no longer a husband or a wife. If you're applying for federal aid, you're no longer a father or a mother, your parent one or two. We've ta- been talking about thruples and grouples and nibblings and niblets. And honestly, I just I couldn't even come up with these kinds of terms. This is the gender neutral agenda that's being pushed on 97% of Americans who are not in this category by the 3% immoral majority. We've been talking about quasi-scientific reports, the news media, legislation. And now I want to talk about something that's really affecting children and tweens and teens, which is what they're watching on television or in Hollywood or what they may read on the Internet. Now, there was a phenomenon last month where Variety magazine suggested that transgender is the proverbial quote-unquote new black in Hollywood. Apparently, there was a new black phenomenon in Hollywood. I must have missed it. Where black, it was in, where you were in if you were black, and now apparently the new in thing is to be transgender. And there is a woman or man who became a woman named Laverne Cox, who quote unquote is described as the first breakthrough transgender star in Hollywood. Now she has been an actress on Orange is the New Black, which is Netflix's, I think it's in their third season now, where they're glorifying being in prison. She was in CBS pilot called Doubt. She won an Emmy for producing a program on MTV that went to hundreds of millions of teens and tweens and young adults called Laverne Cox Presents the T Word transvestite to make transvestite normal for teens she travels to college campuses and delivers lectures about lesbianism transgender and being an activist for all of all of these issues she was on the cover of time that's just one person look at all these movies and programs that are coming out promoting transgender and polyamorous relationships amazon they have an original series called transparent guess what that's about Who can forget Bruce Jenner, who we call Trans Jenner? For two hours on ABC, people watched him talk about his sex change and how this is normal and how we want to affirm this Olympian who's come out and talked about it. In July, there's going to be a movie called Tangerine. It follows two transgender prostitutes in Los Angeles on Christmas Eve. Could anything be more obnoxious? So instead of focusing on Christmas, we're going to talk about a transgender prostitute. What about The Danish Girl? This is a new movie coming out. It's starring Academy Award-winning actor Eddie Redmayne, and he's going to be a transgender painter. Then there's Disney. Walt Disney, Mickey Mouse, Tinkerbell. ABC Family is now going to be broadcasting a program called Becoming Us. A teen who works through his father's transition from male to female. Seriously. Disney is now promoting a normal 
a transition of a father becoming a male to female, and how does a teenager deal with this? This is all being promoted as normal. Netflix coming out with a new program called Sense8. You want to talk about polyamorous relationships? Wait until you read and see what that movie's, what that program's about. Then who can forget the learning channel of all things, a place where you're supposed to learn? They're rolling out all that jazz. This is about a 14-year-old named Jazz Jennings who decided he was a girl at a young age. His parents allowed him to live as a girl, and they started giving him hormone treatments at age 11. Now, why do I bring this up? Because when we were talking about the policies of children being taught that they are not a boy or a girl, or that transgender is normal, what's happening is that this is extending beyond the media, beyond the law, beyond social norms, beyond news reports, to the medical community, doing what I call human rights violations and surgical mutilation of children that is legal for children who have gender dysphoria. Now, we talked about this. Gender dysphoria is a condition. It's a mental disorder, according to the American Psychiatric Association. It's when children, teens, tweens, young adults, they are confused. They are not certain about the gender they were born with that, it identif- that they are identify with. These people need counseling. They need support and love. They do not, to be have, they do not need to have their parents give permission for them to have drugs injected into their bodies to change their chemical makeup. They are changing and stopping hormone growth. It's called pubertal blockade. We're going to get into that. But I want to tell you about something I recently learned about called binders. I'm not talking about binders from Staples that you use to have a three-hole punch and you keep your information in there. I'm talking about binders that young girls can buy on the Internet for $39.95. A binder is a thick elastic band. And for young girls, you put this around your chest so it makes your chest flat. It mashes down your breasts. The idea is that if you're not sure that you want to be a girl or you want to be a boy, one of the first stages before you go through the drug treatment is you seek to mash down your breasts with a binder. Now, there are serious health concerns. Doctors are telling teens who have been treated in hospitals that wearing binders makes breathing very difficult. It increases your risk for lung infections. And when you compress your breasts, you are causing a sort of fibrosis, which causes scars. Nobody knows if this may even lead to cancer, but it causes infections in your lungs. It, it makes it hard to breathe. I beseech every young girl who might be listening or parents, please do not buy these binders online or anywhere else. Why would you want to do that to your body and harm yourself in that way? Why would you risk it? It's not like there are a lot of lungs out there where you can get a lung transplant. This is really serious stuff. Now, I recognize you can have surgeries. You can have your breast tissue removed. You can pay maybe five or $10,000 and go somewhere and have your breast tissue removed. Okay, I understand that. But the question is, what doctors don't, are deliberating is, by doing that, is this cosmetic surgery or is it mutilation? Because it's not just breast tissue that you can have removed. Parents are giving permission to have their child's penis, ovaries, breasts removed. Who in their right mind would have their son's penis cut off? Who does that? Who 
one thinks who how is this elite how is this even legal this should be illegal if female genital mutilation is considered a human rights violation by the united nations how is this not considered a human rights violation how is cutting a child's penis off not any different how is it different than what people are doing in, in islamic controlled countries to little girls how is it legal that you are removing healthy genital organs from your child's body. This is not reversible. If you are a girl and you want to be a boy and you take weekly testosterone shots or you use daily creams, this is going to make irreversible changes to your body. Your vocal cords are going to get longer and thicker. You will have a deeper voice that will never, ever go away. You can't reverse that. You'll have facial and body hair that you will never be able to get rid of. And by making these changes, you will not be able to have children. This will make you infertile. And nobody knows about the long-term effects of these hormones and chemicals being injected in children and how they affect their bodies. We do not know if they are going to develop cancer or not. But we do know from the research that has been uncovered over the last decade that transgender men and women do face an increased risk of heart disease. Now, the deliberation in the medical community isn't just about is this cosmetic surgery or mutilation? And is it ethical to remove normal tissue just to change someone's body because they feel like it? The question is, at what point in a child's life do you do that? Do you do that for a five-year-old? Do you do it at eight? Do you do it at 10? Do you do it at 12? So some doctors are saying you can change a person's genetic, scientific, anatomical makeup by injecting them with chemicals and hormones or surgery. Some say you should do that around pu puberty. Others say, no, we want to block puberty, and that's where pubertal blockades come in. That's where all that jazz on the Learning Channel program comes in. It talks about how parents are injecting their 11-year-old child with chemicals to prevent them from going through puberty. Think about that. Puberty should be the natural transition that every human being goes through. When we become a woman, when we learn about our bodies, when we learn about being proud and excited about being a girl or being a teenage guy, we learn about all of these things. There's nothing wrong with celebrating our humanity and our sexuality. And by doing this, by blocking puberty, by giving these life-altering, non-reversible changes to these children, these parents are committing, are committing child abuse. These doctors should be put in jail for malpractice. This should be made illegal. We are doing things to children in this country under legal methods that have no known long-term side effects, but do have known short-term serious consequences. Heart disease is not something to mess around with. People who, wear, who use blood pressure medicine are on that for the rest of their lives. You can't get rid of the crap in your arteries. You can't actually replace your heart. It's a very tricky situation. You don't want to mess around with your heart. Why would you do that to your child? Why would you do that to your child? This is child abuse. And what has research shown? Transgender women, like Laverne Cox, they all have negative consequences. There is no positive, glamorous outcome to being a transgender person. Variety in Hollywood would think, have you think otherwise. And so does the 3% immoral majority. But the statistics, the research has shown that transgender women have a higher rate of smoking, substance abuse, and suicide. Why? 
because it's not natural. None of this results in something positive. You can't have children, which is what women's bodies are made to do. You're still confused about your identity. You're always going to be justifying what you think your sex or gender is. And you do not know at one point in time you will get cancer because of these drugs that you are injecting into your body. Gender dysphoria is not something to celebrate in the media, in Hollywood, in the news. This is serious. We are causing harm to children. This is a mental disorder. And mental disorders, as criminal justice statistics have shown, and we're going to get into next, are interrelated. And we need to look at serious issues related to mental dysphoria and a range of issues and how they relate to crime. Because nothing good comes out of transgender. It only causes harm and death for people who choose it. We're going to take a break. This is Renegade Talk Radio. I'm Bethany Blankley. We'll be back. Looking for a verbal hand job? Yes, 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 yes. Release your frustrations and listen to Blunt Talk on Renegade Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining me. This is Bethany Blankley. I'm hosting America's Betrayal on Renegade Talk Radio. We've been talking a lot about gender and the Supreme Court upcoming ruling on same-sex marriage and the 3% immoral moral majority that is seeking to redefine terms and human sexuality, not just in the classroom, but in the medical community, where parents are now giving permission to have their child mutilated legally, and in my opinion, experimented on. I don't understand what kind of person in their right mind thinks it's okay to cut off a child's penis just because he thinks he's a girl. This is called gender dysphoria. It's a mental disorder. It's classified by the American Psychiatric Association, not just here, but in other countries as well. The problem right now is not just this 3% agenda to redefine humanity or for people to be able to do whatever they want, because there are always consequences, and these consequences are negative. They do not provide anything positive to society. In fact, they tear it down. They're tearing down the very humanity of people. They're tearing down the reality that only male and female homo sapiens exist. And what happens? Well, according to various reports by the American Psychiatric Association, when you look at the classifications within their Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, you can see a range of behaviors. And when you look at that, as well as criminal justice literature, there is a direct link and correlation between some mental sexual disorders and crime. When you look at child abuse, child sex, when you look at sex offenders, if it's with children, if it's with criminal sexual violence, this is all linked. You can't just approve somebody's mental disorder as normal and think nothing is going to happen from that. As studies are already showing, transgender women have higher rates of all kinds of different abuse. If it's addiction to drugs or alcohol, if it's cutting themselves, if it's suicide, if it's other sexual crimes, this is a reality. It's not something people are talking about because it's not sexy. No pun intended. But when you look at this report 
You can read it, the abstracts on animalsandsociety.org. There's a landmark study. It's called Characteristics of Juvenile Offenders Admitting to Sexual Activity with Non-Human Animals. There is a correlation between sex offenders who commit crimes against human beings and sex offenders who commit crimes, in some states, not all, against non-human animals. Now, I'm going to refer to them as animals for the rest of when I talk about this. I am referring to cows, horses pigs, sheep, dogs, rabbits, whatever it may be. The data that they are reporting suggests that juvenile animal offenders should be considered a subgroup of sex offenders because these juveniles have admitted to bestiality. Those who have committed sexual offenses against humans have also admitted to bestiality. There is a link and last fall, the FBI reported that they, have a, they keep a registry, not just for sex offenders against human beings, but for sex offenders against animals, against non-human animals. There is a link. So when we talk about mental disorders and we talk about gender dysphoria with people who are confused about their identity... And we talk about allowing people to share bathrooms who are not the same sex, who may be confused. Maybe they're experimenting with themselves. Maybe they experiment with someone else. There's no protection for any sexual assault that might be committed against another person. What if a little girl who's heterosexual doesn't want to be a boy? What if a boy who wants to be a girl experiments with a heterosexual girl in a public school bathroom. That school is liable. And how do we define any kind of criminal activity when we're redefining gender and boys are not boys and girls are not girls? And if same-sex marriage is going to be legal and we should legal, then we should really legalize polygamy because why stop there? The Thruples in Massachusetts want to be legalized. Grupals want to be legalized. They want to normalize nibblings and niblets. So why not allow people to have sex with children? Why not legalize bestiality in every single state? Now, right now, it's called zoophilia, technically. Right now, these are the states where it's perfectly legal for you to have sex with an animal. The District of Columbia, it should be no surprise. Who knows how many people in Congress are actually having sex with animals? Maybe that's why they're not getting anything done. So it's legal to have sex with animals in Washington, D.C., Hawaii, Kentucky, New Jersey, Nevada, New Mexico, Ohio, Texas, Vermont, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Actually, law is pending in New Jersey, so technically it's still, it is still legal. And when I talk about zoophilia, what I'm talking about, there are different definitions. Because in the other states, having sexual interaction with animals, the law varies. So, for example, in some states like Alaska or Washington or Maine or Colorado, cruel, it's defined as cruelty to animals, sexual conduct, films, ph photography, causing someone else, inducing someone else, encouraging someone else to engage in sexual activity or filming someone having sex with an animal. That's defined as cruelty to animals in certain states. In other states, there is no definition of cruelty to animals. It's just sexual conduct that's outlawed. It's, it's a form of sexual assault. In some states, it's a misdemeanor. In other states, it's a felony. In most states, having sex with an animal is called a deviant sexual act. In Arkansas, it differentiates between having sex with a dead or an alive animal. But in other states, and this is the key point, Having sex with an animal is called a crime against nature. It's called criminal sodomy, quote-unquote, detestable, abominable crime against nature. 
And the reason why this is important is because it's not just a crime against an an animal like a cow or a horse. It is a crime against the very nature of humanity. What we are doing now is saying that a human being is completely devalued 100% in their humanity. They are violating themselves. This is a crime against their own human nature to have sex with an animal. And so this is what's happening across America. In New Mexico, it is legal to have sex with an animal. Last year, a woman in New Mexico tried to kill her roommates. I cannot make this up. She tried to kill her roommates because they found out they've ended up finding out by watching her have sex with a dog. Then she admitted to her roommates that she's had sex with dogs multiple times, including their own dogs. So she had sex with her roommates' pets. That's totally legal, apparently, but it's not legal in New Mexico to try and kill your roommates. That's, that's just one of many, many cases. I remember last year about a, a farmer in Herkimer, New York, which is kind of upstate New York, and he had dairy cows. And the dairy cows were acting really weird, and they weren't producing milk. So he set up a surveillance getup in his barn and on his farm because he knew seeing the cows during the day They were jittery. They weren't acting like themselves. And lo and behold, what did he find on his surveillance camera of what happened at night? There were two guys in their 30s, one from Connecticut, one from New York. One worked in IT. The other worked at a public school. And they were videotaping, having sex with, and fondling, and sexually interacting with this man's cows. Now, if anybody's ever been around cows, there is a lot of manure Everywhere. It smells. Being on a farm, it smells if you're in a barn of all cows. There's tons of manure. There are tons of flies. It's dirty. It's disgusting. It smells. It's not hygienic. And yet these people are trying to have sexual activity with this type of livestock. So what happened? Well, they got arrested because it is illegal in New York and because he had surveillance and because one guy, they were, one guy was asking the other guy, quote unquote, what if we videoed me screwing around with cows? Quite literally, I'm not joking. I'll never forget that. Herkimer, New York, people are fooling around with a guy's dairy cows. So when we talk about bestiality and we talk about people having sex with dogs and horses, We talk not just about violating an animal, but violating humanity in itself. And this, by the way, is what Don't Ask, Don't Tell did when Congress repealed Don't Ask, Don't Tell in 2011. And it repealed Article 125 of the Code of Military Justice. Now, this code made illegal sodomy with human beings and sodomy with animals, with non-human animals. The consequence of sodomy with another man and or an animal was a court-martial. It's a felony. When Don't Ask, Don't Tell was repealed, and it repealed Article 125, it not only legalized homosexuality in the military, it legalized zoophilia, it legalized bestiality. So now, anyone in the military can legally have sex with an animal. They will not face court-martial for that. And that's one of the things that nobody wanted to talk about when they repealed Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Because according to the military, having sex with a man, sodomy with a human being, was equivalent to sodomy with an animal, with a non-human being. Think about that. According to the military, sodomy with a human being is the same as sodomy with an animal. 
and Congress overturned that, and now it's legal to sodomy, to have sodomy with a man and sodomy with an animal in our military. You could thank your Congress who did that in 2011. Thanks for joining me. We're going to pick up more talking about this on other news programs, another segment coming up, more to come about bestiality, not just in America, but in other countries. It will blow you away what other people are doing. Thanks for joining me. This is Bethany Blankley on Renegade Talk Radio.